You're listening to the Fortress Church Audio Podcast. We're a church all about loving God and loving people. Let's listen in to our lead pastor, Randy Garcia, from this past Sunday's message. So open up your Bibles and tune in. Thank you so much for joining us. I know some of you are, are still shaking hands, greeting one another, uh, using the bank card contribution. That's all right. But uh, we're going to get into part two of our sermon series entitled Better Together. Somebody say, Better Together. And uh, let's go to make our declaration of faith. And together, we're going to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. I invite you to join with me as we say this together. Here we go. We declare that Jesus Christ is Lord. Our past is forgiven, our present is blessed, and our destiny is promised. We live to love God and love people at a deeper level. We desire to experience and dwell in the presence of God. We purpose to evangelize our world, exalt the Lord, edify the believers, and empower the church. Because the Lord is our fortress, we have a safety to run to, a security to go to, a strength to hold on to, and a summit to rise to. We declare that we are blessed coming in and blessed going out in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Does anybody believe that you're blessed? Hallelujah. Well, today we're getting into uh, part two of our series, uh, Better Together. We're looking at the theme, Belonging Together. And in Psalm 133 is a three short verses, but they are powerful verses that relate to our topic. And so we're going to read that, and I believe God has some lessons for us to learn. And uh, so let's get into it. Once again, it says, from Psalm 133, it says, How good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. It is like precious oil poured on the head, running down on the beard, running down on Aaron's beard, down on the collar of his robe. It is as if the dew of Hermon were falling on Mount Zion. For there the Lord bestows his blessing, even life forevermore. Today, I believe God has a word for each one of us, and it deals with uh, with uh, God's anointing. It deals with God's blessing. And Scripture is very clear in how we get there. Let's take a minute. Let's ask the Lord's blessing upon the teaching. Lord, thank you for the privilege that we have to be in, in your presence. We never take these moments for granted, Lord. We know that you are here And we ask your Holy Spirit to be ever-present, even through the teaching of this word. We are here to bring glory and praise to you. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Question. Have you ever gone through a difficult time? Perhaps, maybe it is, uh, uh, maybe you got laid off from work. Perhaps uh, you're facing some challenges and difficulties. Maybe it's a health issue. Uh, Maybe it's a relationship issue. Uh, Maybe you had to deal with the death of a loved one. And you needed someone to talk to. You needed someone to pray with. And maybe you had a few individuals that you can turn to, or maybe you did not. As believers, as Christ followers, I believe we need people who can be there for us. And we need to be those who could be there for others. We need someone who we can call. We can pick up the phone and say, hey, can you pray for me? I'm dealing with this particular issue. 
And there's other times we need to be that individual on the other end of the line to, yeah, I got your back. I'm praying for you. I can pray for you. I can lift you up. That is one of the many reasons why Scripture is very clear that we were not meant to live the Christian life on our own. We need each other. We need each other. And today we're going to be looking at principles from God's Word and how you and I can, can be better together. Let's review this passage that we just read in Psalm 133. Three short verses, three powerful verses. And as I look at this psalm, I notice that there's one key word in verse 1. There's another key word in verse 2. And there's another key word in verse 3. For example, how good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. In my Bible, I underline the word unity. That's a key word for for verse number 1. How many know we need each other? We weren't meant to live life on our own. Then in verse 2, it says, it is like precious oil poured on the head. Does anybody know what oil symbolizes? The Holy Spirit, am I right? How many know the Holy Spirit? The oil is a symbol of the Holy Spirit. Okay, just just go like this, say yes, okay? Oil is a symbol of the Holy Spirit. So the picture here in verse 2, it is like oil. You You mean, Pastor, that there's a correlation between unity and God's anointing? His Holy Spirit? Yes, there is, okay? And the Scriptures describes it in this uh, manner. It is like oil poured on the head, running down on the beard, running down on Aaron's beard, down on the collar of his robe. Now, what is that a picture of? When uh, In biblical days, when there was a, a high priest, for example, Aaron was a high priest, and he needed the anointing of God to do what he was called to do, what they would do is they would literally pour oil on him, not just a little dab on his forehead. They would pour oil on him. And at this, and he would receive that oil, and that was a symbol that the anointing of the Holy Spirit would be upon him. Maybe you can picture that. Now, I'm going to tell you this. We don't necessarily in our society pour, you know, a gallon of oil upon our head, but we can't have the presence, the power of the Holy Spirit upon us. And likewise, we need the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And in fact, the last part of verse 2, it says right here, it is as if the dew of Hermon were falling on Mount Zion. Now, what is a picture of Mount Zion? Mount Zion is a picture where the people of God right outside of Jerusalem would gather together. They would pray. They would worship God. For the most part, it was a 24-7 thing. In other words, they would take shifts. Okay, well, I've got this hour. I'm going to go up to Mount Zion, and I'm going to call on God. That was a place where the people of God met with God. You want to meet with God? Go up to Mount Zion, right? Anybody here know what it's like? I want to meet with God. I want to take a couple of hours, and I just want to call upon God. Amen? And it's important for us to understand that there's a, a place that we can go to call upon God. In the Old Testament, This place was referred to as Mount Zion. So it is here that we correlate. We see, you know what? Is there an anointing on Mount Zion? Yes. Whenever you call upon God, you bring on the anointing. Whenever you praise and worship the Lord God, you are calling upon the anointing of God. Whenever you get down on your knees and pray, you are calling down the anointing of God. But the beautiful thing about it is it's it's correlated with unity because you bring down a greater anointing when you pray with others, when you worship with others. Praise God for our close and intimate times we have with the Lord. 
But you know what? There's something special when the saints of God come together. Amen? And I believe that's where we need to be. Then in verse 3, the last part of verse 3, it says, For there the Lord bestows his blessing. So the key word in verse 3 is blessing. Somebody say blessing. Even life forevermore. Oftentimes, we say, Lord, I need a blessing. Is there anybody here who's asked the Lord for a blessing recently? And that's all right. Lord, I need a blessing. I need a blessing in the workplace. I need your blessing and favor at home. I need your blessing and favor uh, with my finances. I need your blessing and favor with my health. And praise God, we can experience the blessing and favor of God. But I want you to, core, I want you to understand the correlation and the progression that the psalmist is using here in these three verses. If we want the blessing, which is verse 3, well, maybe I can put it this way. You can't have verse 3 without verse 2. Can't have the blessing without the anointing. You must pursue, you must seek God, you must want God's anointing. You must call upon the Holy Spirit. And once you do that, then it opens the door for the blessings of God. But you can't have verse 2 without verse 1. What? Yeah, you need to be with the people of God. You need to be in one accord with the people of God. In other words, there's nobody that you have odds with, but I'm coming together to pray with. But there's a special dynamic that happens when you pray with someone else. Unity, we come together in agreement. Then that's verse 1. Verse 2, it brings on the anointing of the Lord. What is the result? Verse 3, we receive the blessings of God. Are you noticing the progression here? First comes the unity. Second comes the anointing. Third comes the blessing. Sometimes we ask God for a blessing, but we're not pursuing verse 1 and verse 2. We need them both. We need to pursue God. We need to call upon the Holy Spirit. And we need to be in, in agreement with the body of Christ. A key word how I describe this and I oftentimes use is the word community. Because when I look at the word unity, I can't help but think of the word community. Community is this, genuine fellowship with others as a result of sharing common attitudes, interests, beliefs, and goals. This is what God wants his people to be a part of, community. Uh, Praise God, when you give your heart to Jesus Christ, you enter into the kingdom of God. You You are in the body of Christ. Anybody here? has surrendered your life to Jesus. He's forgiven you of your sins, and now you're walking in new life with him. Anybody? Amen? Then that means you're a brother and sister in the Lord. You're a part of the family of God. Amen? That means you've got brothers and sisters, okay? (laughs) We're part of the family of God. Whether you like me or not, I'm your brother, okay? You may as well start to like me now, okay? Okay, we're, we're brothers and sisters in the Lord. Because we're part of the body of Christ. We are a community. We are a community. So today we're going to talk about how we can connect better. Our theme this year at Fortress Church is uh, better together. Connecting with God. Connecting with God's people. So God is calling us to be a community. And the best way that we can be a community is to serve each other. Pray for each other. I like this quote from Dr. Martin Luther King. Who we across America are celebrating his uh, birthday tomorrow. He says, everybody can be great because anybody can serve. You don't have to have a college degree to serve. You don't have to make your subject and verb agree to serve. You only need a heart full of grace and a soul generated by love. In a Peanuts cartoon, Lucy demands 
that Linus changes the TV channels. And what does she do? She threatens him with her fist. Yeah, that, that's what she does. If he doesn't do that. Well, Linus says, what makes you think that you can walk right in here and take over? Lucy says, these five fingers, individually they are nothing. But when I curl them together like this into a single unit, they form a weapon that is terrible to behold. And Linus says, okay, what channel do you want? Okay. (laughs) Something happens when we agree with others. Linus says, he looks at his fingers and says, why can't you guys come into agreement? Amen. You see, when the body of Christ comes into agreement and we face the attacks of the enemy, it is a power beyond what the devil can hold. Amen. In the name of Jesus, when we come together in agreement, we can overcome anything the devil comes, throws against us. Amen. We are better together. We are a community. Helen Keller was once quoted as saying this, alone we can do so little, together we can do so much. My mom lives in an assisted living place here in San Antonio, and as much as I can, I try to spend time with her. Recently, we're having a a, a discussion about what what it is to live there, and she was uh, telling me that her heart was going out to a number, many of the residents there, because we had just gone through the holiday season, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's. And she says, you know, I kind of feel that God has me here for a reason even beyond my care. She says, you know what, I, I, I see so many hurting people here. And as we just went through the holidays, Randy, she says, you know, uh, there was a lot of residents who had no visitors, even through the holidays. A lot of them had no family, no friends. They're like alone. And I'm trying my best to reach out to them. And she realized how even there at this assisted living place, how sometimes people can be living but yet all alone. That's not the way life was intended to be. Likewise, in our spiritual life, you are not meant to live your life alone. We need each other. We need to lift each other up. We need to pray for each other. We are better together. Very quickly, I want to walk through three typical things that happens in a connect group because uh, this is part of our vision for 2017 here at Fortress Church. Number one, in a connect group, we have fellowship. We hang out with each other. We have fellowship. True fellowship brings people together in unity. And we, I love the fact that we can fellowship. Sometimes fellowship means eating. And if it does, praise God. If it doesn't, that's all right. But to me, uh, you know, that's my definition, part of my definition. <laughs> I'm just teasing. But, you know, fellowship brings people together. Isn't it great to know people and get to chat with people? And can I tell you something? I love our Sunday morning worship services here. We get to walk in. We get to praise the Lord. We hear a message. We spend time in prayer. And most of us leave. And sometimes we'll shake a few hands. Hey, God bless you. But we really don't get to connect with people in a worship service setting. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Because there's just too many people here, okay? And, and, and there's, we appreciate, I love what, we, what happens here, but I think God wants us to connect more with people. This is what a connect group does. We start off with fellowship, getting to know people. Hey, how are you doing? Tell me about your family. Tell me about, you know, how can I pray for you? Things like that. You connect with people. Oftentimes we use a, the terminology, uh, we need to hang together. We need to hang out together. How many of you uh, know that, 
new terminology. We got to hang together. No, I, I, I beg to differ. That's not new terminology. Hanging together is not new terminology. No. Let me quote from Benjamin Franklin. That's right. Many years ago, he said this, we must hang together, gentlemen, else we shall most assuredly hang separately. Whoa. You guys didn't know that hanging together was uh, about a, a, what, a couple hundred years old quote. Huh? Yeah, not, so now it's not, a, it's not a new thing, okay? Just, just saying, just saying. We need to hang together. We need fellowship. Number two, the second thing that happens in a typical connect group is, is teaching. Now, number one, when we say fellowship, that's connecting with people. Number two, teaching, we're connecting with God, and they're both important. Connecting with God, connecting with God's people. And I praise God for the teaching because that's going to bring us some uh, a deeper insight and understanding. Now, right now, you are sitting in this church, and you're, you're hearing the teaching that I have. But the teaching that goes on in a connect group is a little bit different. It is interactive. And we learn from sitting down in a lecture like right now, but we also learn when there's an interactive um, uh, format. In other words, it's not just one individual speaking the whole time. Others will have input. Others may have questions. And sometimes that allows to even greater learning when there's interaction. Sometimes we even learn more in a small group setting, in a connect group setting, than there is in a worship service here. And uh, I just want to encourage you that if you want to take your spiritual life to another level, I want you to prayerfully consider getting involved in a connect group. Believe me, you're going to do some learning and growing. So what happens in a typical connect group? Number one, there's fellowship. Number two, there's teaching. Number three, there's prayer. Oh, and I love this. Because when we get together, we pray, we call upon God, we connect. Now, prayer is about connecting with people and connecting with God. And it's important for us to do both. Why do you say that's connecting with people? It's pretty obvious when you pray, you're connecting with God. But how is it that we connect with people? I'll say this. you, The people that you pray with, are the people that you become closer with. In other words, if you're going to, and, and I highly recommend it for married couples, when you pray together as husband and wife, what's that going to do? It's going to bring you closer together. Amen? Never, never take a day without praying with your spouse because every time you pray with your spouse, you're, bringing, you're getting closer together. When you pray with your children, you're getting closer together. Whoever you pray with, you're drawing nearer with. And in, in the name of Jesus, you are becoming close with them. And what happens oftentimes in connect groups is we become close to people because we're praying for their needs. We know their needs. You know, uh, just I love praying for needs and I love knowing your needs and interceding. Uh, you know, just a few weeks ago, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mention Robert sitting over here he told me, pray for me. I said, how can I pray for you? I need a job. And uh, January 2nd, am I right, Robert? Started a new job. I asked him a while ago, how's your new job doing? He says, they're working me hard, Pastor. But yeah, I like it, okay? All right. Well, you know, got to, yeah, amen. God provided a job for him. Amen. <laughs> uh, amen. I was lifting up uh, Dennis O'Reilly right over here who helps head up, head up the, uh, the cafe, Holy Grounds Cafe. He said, Pastor and him and his wife, can you pray for us because... Uh, you know, the, the military wants to move us one more time, but I'm at the end of my road, and I'm ready to, to retire, but I want to stay here in San Antonio. I want to stay here in San Antonio, so 
what did we do, Dennis? We prayed, and uh, I got the good news a couple days ago, right? The, the, uh, they said, okay, uh, we will grant your request. You're staying in San Antonio, all right? Amen. <laughs> and I tell you that because, you know what? You know, we all have different needs, okay? There's different seasons of our life. And I can go on and on, uh, but there's something special. I got a, 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 an email from, from uh, Dennis and Brandy and Steve and Sandy's uh, connect group. That, you know, pray for Coyle uh, Kinnerson. You know, he's in the hospital. We prayed because there's a special connection there. And we can go on and on. Prayer is a vital part of people whom you have a connect group with. Once again, you're connecting with God and you're connecting with God's people, especially when there's some uh, issues going on, if there's uh, pain, if there's hurt. Yeah, sometimes those can be very, very difficult. Dr. Henry Cloud, in his book, How People Grow, said this, virtually every emotional and psychological problem from addictions to depression has alienation or emotional isolation at its core or close to it. In other words, he's saying a lot of these problems that people face psychological is because they alienate themselves from other people. They isolate themselves from other people. That's not good. It it can affect a whole lot of things. He says recovery from these programs involve helping people get more connected to each other at deeper and healthier levels than they are. I like that. That's Dr. Henry Cloud. And once again, he expresses the need that we have, we may not understand it, we may not know it, but we need each other. And in fact, we are better together. We are better together. So once again, if we want the blessings of God, what do we do? We seek the anointing of God. Call upon the Holy Spirit. If we want the anointing of God, what we got to do? Come together, connect with other people, because uh, God's hand is on us, especially when we come together in unity. Now, Many of you are involved in connect groups, and I just simply want to invite you to connect with some groups because I believe we need each other. We need each other. Jessica Redinger, come on up here. I've asked her to share her heart about the difference that her small group, connect group, when she was uh, going through Chi Alpha, made in her life, and then now how she is currently teaching and leading, rather, a small group uh, for uh, young adult ladies. Yeah, so some of you may know my testimony that I grew up in church in a Christian home, but when I was 17, I walked away from the Lord, and I started living with my ex-boyfriend and going, you know, partying, and all of that was my my life. I moved here, um, started going to UTSA. For seven years, I was walking, I was away from the Lord. I couldn't hear him anymore, completely separated. Um, I met this girl named Caroline in one of my classes, and she invited me over with some of her friends for a movie night. And I was like, okay, great. Like, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm always down for to hang out. And I immediately real, I noticed how they loved each other. Like, that was the biggest thing that I saw. And I remember thinking, like, I want that. I want what they have. And I realized, or I found out later, that they were all Christians. They were part of Chi Alpha at UTSA. And um, I continued to go to Caroline's small group and she continued to show me how living like a Christian really looks like. And um, she taught us how to create habits of reading our Bibles and praying, um, instilling a real devotional life in us. Um, I became best friends with the girls in my group um, when I was trying to 
uh, get away from that life and the sin that I was in. They were there to encourage me and help me. And as we continued to grow, Caroline started teaching us how to share our faith with others, how to talk about Jesus openly and, and share what the Lord had been doing in our lives. And um, it was cool talking with my group through that because I realized I wasn't the only one that struggled with fear and anxiety and all of those things. And so it was super encouraging. And um, I still am am really close with all of them today. Um, I, yeah, so like Pastor said, I lead a group of girls now and I pray and I, and I try to teach those things, same things, those same principles in their lives. Um, You know, and I only have a few girls. It's not really big, you know, and I like it like that. Um, there's, so if you do the math, um, I, I love evangelists, right? They, they reach lots of people, and it's awesome. But if you do the math, and if you had, like, a super evangelist who was super holy, great speaker, he's, he walked a 1,000 people to the Lord every day. If he did that every day for a, a year, or if, I'm sorry, for 10 years, he would reach about 3.65 million people. You know, praise God, that's awesome. But if you think about, like, if one person pours into six people, just six people in one year, and they go on to lead their small groups of six people, six to the power of ten, for ten years they will reach 60.4 million people. And these are people that are in love with the Lord, that are deep and that are that are grounded, you know. Um, and so... Caroline, she understood the math. Like, she's done the math. She understood the power. And even though she didn't, she doesn't get to see me, you know, leading and, and growing and continuing to pour in, like, directly. We know we don't talk every day. She's, she has hope that that was going to happen, you know. You know, that this is just one story. This is just my story. But Caroline had a similar story. She was discipled by Pam in, in Chi Alpha. She was discipled by Jessica Osterman. She was discipled by Amy, who was discipled by Courtney, who was discipled by Bethany. You know, so the Lord, maybe 10 years ago, Bethany was reaching people, six girls, and she doesn't even know me. She doesn't know I'm up here, but like she had faith that the Lord was going to use what she was doing, that that if she was faithful, the Lord would, would see it through, you know, and so maybe she's reached 60.4 million people by now. She doesn't have, she doesn't have any idea, you know, and that's why I think we see that's, I think that's why Jesus chose this method of discipleship, because he knew the power of it. He had, he's way wiser than us, and so he understands that the, the power is in the small, it's in the little things, and so, yeah, that's why I love small groups, like, I'm a testament of it, and I've got to see the impacts of it, and I continue to see the impacts of it, and so that's why I love small groups, and that's why Pastor Randy loves small groups, right? Amen. Thank you, Jessica. Now, for Jessica, her small group leader, Caroline, ended up leading her to faith in Jesus. Jessica's life was totally changed and transformed. I don't know whether that would have really happened if she wasn't connected with a small group, and now God is using her to lead a small group. That is a whole lot of spiritual growth. And how did it happen with a small group? Just connecting with a small group of people. And maybe perhaps God is using you to, uh, or is calling, knocking on the door of your heart to be used of God to reach out to others. Maybe God is leading you to lead a small group. Maybe just participate in a small group, whatever it is. Maybe, maybe right now you need to focus on your personal spiritual growth and get connected in one of the small groups.
God has some great things for you. Here at Fortress Church, we are expanding our small group. We call them connect groups here at Fortress Church Ministry this year. And um, and I, I got to tell you testimony a few a few months ago when all this God was saying, okay, this is what we need to do. Kind of the Lord speaks to me as a pastor uh, before uh, I bring the vision to the church. And for 2017, this is what we're going to do. And so as I started sharing it with the leaders back in in uh, September and October of last year, uh, I caught myself saying, I'm going to believe for 30s, 30 connect groups. Now, at that time, we had like 10. And then, wow, that's that's a pretty good job. Okay. Well, um, we have, if you check your pastor's page, we have 27 connect groups that are that are now happening at Fortress Church. <laughs> and guess what? After the 915 sermon, three people came to me and says, I want to start a connect group. I'm totally serious. And so there's a few that are not on this list, but, uh, you know, uh, I just, I'm finding that when we take steps of faith, God will meet it. You know what God's going to do? God's going to use many of us for spiritual growth. Number one, we're better together. We grow together. So this is what we're going to do. I'm going to just quickly run through, and I'm going to go through this kind of fast because we've got a lot of them here. And today, during our prayer time, we're gonna, I'm going to invite you to meet some of the people who are leading these small groups, connect groups, so that maybe you can uh, experience what spiritual growth is all about. And you can connect because this is going to make a huge impact on your spiritual life. First of all, Sunday morning connect groups, Sunday school, 945, we have Rising Higher and Elder Dave Howell, uh, he he uh, heads that up, does a great job. We also have Spanish discipleship class. We have a youth class every Sunday morning at 945, children's classes, and, and those are really, really great. Every Sunday morning, all right? Then we have Sunday afternoon connect groups. First of all, we have Africa Christian Fellowship led by Elder Christian Aduke, 3.30 in the afternoons. And we're starting a brand new MOPS, Mothers of Preschoolers, Stephanie Garcia, uh, sitting right over here. Thank you, Stephanie. And that's gonna. there's some details that she can give you. Once again, though, the details will be at the tables in just a few minutes. In fact, those of you who are leading a connect group, if you just want to get up and, and go to your, your table, that would be great right now, okay? Uh, Sunday evening home connect groups. Now, some of these Sunday evening connect groups happen once a month. Some happen twice a month. Some happen three times a month. Some happens uh, every week of the month. We have uh, Pastor Dennis and, and his wife, Lisa, are starting a new connect group uh, here in Parkwood. We have the 50-plus empty nesters in the Hill Country Resort area with Elder uh, Dave Howell and his wife, Sue. We have the family connect group in, near Dezaval and Ice 10 with uh, Dennis and Brandy O'Reilly, uh, led by Stephen Sandy Desk. And we have the family connect group near Braun and Tezel with Daniel and Jackie Rodriguez. We have the Empty Nesters Connect Group near the SeaWorld area with Simon and Marielena Rivetta right over here. We have the Family Connect Group in Parkwood with Jose and, and Diana Nunez. We have uh, the, the, um, uh, with uh, Johnny and, and Grace Lehman uh, there in, in the Parkwood. It's Hunter's Chase is where, where they're at as well. Now, some of them meet every week. Some of them meet uh, every so often. But uh, find out when do they meet, all right? Then Mondays. Monday nights, we have a women's prayer, Wailing Women. 
patience wave at us over here Monday night. If you ladies want to get involved in prayer, that's a place to be, right? And uh, and then that's at 7 o'clock on Mondays. Then we have the young adult guys. Uh, they meet at Starbucks in 1604 in Braun with, with Pastor Matt. And then we have the young adult ladies group with Jessica. You just heard her testimony. Uh, you can uh, uh, find out information right over there. And then Tuesdays, we have a brand new, one of the brand new ones, a Tuesday night men's uh, group uh, to teaching series by Tony Dungy. Coach Tony Dungy, I will be leading that uh, on Tuesday night, 7 o'clock. And then uh, we have a, a brand new Home Connect group near Bandera and Gilbo. It's a Digging Deeper. Uh, that's Marjorie Fuentes. By the way, uh, let me, I forgot to say this. One of the things that we're doing, another new thing, some of the Connect group leaders are saying, you know, I just, I would lead a group, but I just want, I'm, I'm not used to putting together a lesson plan, a teaching. So we have what we call is, uh, is Digging Deeper Notes. And right back over there at the Ministry Resource Center, there's a packet. And uh, Sandra, can you hold that up? That's an example of a packet. So anyone who wants to lead a connect group and you want the notes from me, digging deeper just goes a step further. In other words, the topic that we're teaching on today, we're going to go a step further and uh, and discuss things even more uh, in addition to what we're doing here from the pulpit on a Sunday morning. So many of these connect groups are using the digging deeper curriculum. Wednesdays, we have connect groups here at the church, 7 o'clock. The women are starting a new new series. It's tough being a woman. Veronica's over there. How many ladies can identify with that title? It's tough being a woman. A study of Esther, 7 o'clock. I will be leading a spiritual growth track right here in the main sanctuary. We have Spanish Bible studies, uh, connect groups as well. Thursdays, connect groups here at the church. We have a women's lunchtime group uh, studied by Lisa Turkhurst called The Best Yes. And April Saldivar will be leading that on Thursdays at 12 noon. Then we have a, a brand new married couples uh, marriage enhancement class. Pete and Sonia Villarreal right over here will be leading that. That's Thursdays at 7 as well as Magda. We'll be doing a Digging Deeper class in, in, uh, all Thursday at 7 o'clock. Friday night, we have... Um, we have a, a, a brand new, another brand new in Jewish roots. We have the new breed Anusim, uh, led by um, uh, Arnella's right over here. Her dad is uh, Dr. Del Sanchez. And if you want to sign up, that that class is dealing with finding your Jewish roots and uh, and how maybe you're tied into God's chosen people there. Uh, that's the first and third Friday. She'll give you the details there. We also, on the second Friday of each month, have intercessory prayer with Silvia Cifuentes, and then we have Spanish prayer with Sister Peña, and that's happening Fridays at 7 o'clock. And then we have a number of Connect groups coming soon that are listed here and a few more coming. Uh, the details will be given to you very soon. First of all, Run for God is a 12-week curriculum by uh, a national ministry. Melissa Herrera is hitting that up. If you want to run and get involved in a curriculum, you can do that. Then cycling for Christ, Genevieve and Sid are back there, and they're going to, if you like to cycle and then have a time with the Lord and connect with each other, uh, some details are coming soon. And then the caregivers, uh, Melissa Sines is back there. Those of you who uh, are giving uh, care to uh, family members, you know, that can be a challenging time. Once again, we've got a lot of new things going. Some of these details are coming soon. Once again, we're going to add to this because of even a few people saying, I'm, I'm ready to step in. I'm ready to connect with God and connect with God's people. 
So today we're going to do our, our time, our closing time, a little bit different. What we're going to do is we're going to, first of all, would you stand with me? And uh, we're going to open up these altars for anybody who wants prayer. But I'm also encouraging you to uh, to get out of your seat. And maybe you want to even meet or connect or even pray with some of these connect group leaders along the side. And once again, I want to encourage you, uh, even children. We have our, our kids' church that's going on. Children are being discipled Wednesday nights. We're going to continue with Royal Rangers, which is a discipleship for young boys, Impact Girls for the young girls, and we appreciate uh, Commander Dennis O'Reilly. We appreciate uh, Daisy Ortiz and uh, Nichelle and Jasmine who help out there. We, we're going to continue with Refuge Youth Wednesdays at 7 o'clock in our multi-purpose center with Pastor Matt. It's, it's Once again, all those things will continue because this connects even our children and young people to what it means to walk with the Lord. So for the next few minutes, we're going to open up these altars. Maybe you need prayer. Maybe you need just someone to pray. I'm going to stay right here, and if anybody needs needs prayer, I'll be right here. Maybe you want to go to one of these individuals, meet with them, pray with them, get the details. Hey, I want to be part of your connect group. Tell me what's happening over there, and maybe maybe that's exactly what you need. And I do believe that we can take our spiritual life to another level. We are better together. Thank you for listening to this audio podcast. Fortress Church is located in San Antonio, Texas, near Bandera and Pru Road. For more information, check us out at www.fortresschurch.org.